It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It was so warm here this morning in Calgary. Uh, it was like 10 degrees when I was driving to work. I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. In January. It's a delightful. It has been so nice. This is That's the best part about living here. Yeah. Well, I mean... Maybe being close to the mountains, but the Chinooks are right there, too. Totally. Man, does it ever provide a little bit of relief during the winter. It sure does, yeah. This is like a spring day in January, and it will, I mean, it will get cold again. We'll get more snow, but Mm. this is great. It's delightful. Just perks everybody's spirits up. Sure does. Uh, I don't have much else to say here unless you do, Shauna. No, let's jump into it. Let's go right to it. Dive into it. We've spoken in the past about Prince and the weird noises that he tends to make and oh, all, yeah. all of his music. Yeah. Um, I heard a song by Prince. <laughs> he's got passion and it he's just like leaks all, out of him sometimes, oh, doesn't it? Ooh, sometimes he just can't handle it. Um, have you ever heard the song Poom Poom by Prince? I don't think I have. All right. Well, it's a weird one. Here's just a quick little preview. So, okay, this is the Poom Poom by Prince. And then uh, there's a part of the song where he absolutely loses it thinking about a, a Poom Poom. Just What is a Poom Poom? Well, do I, we, I, do have, we know? I have some guesses. Okay. I don't know for <laughs> sure, but... What do I Get the man some poom poom. Is he okay? He needs it now. What? Is, <laughs> what kind of poom poom is going? I couldn't make that noise if I tried. I don't I think. I don't think. No, I can't even. Go I'm not for gonna, it. I'm not Let's, gonna, let me hear a little bit of it again. I'll, I'll give it a go. All right, here we go. <laughs> No, I can't do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Nope, you can't. I just can't. I don't even know, like, what is just... (laughs) My throat doesn't doesn't do that. I don't know what's (laughs) happening. I need to know what kind of boom boom we're talking about here. Like, holy! Sounds man. good. It sounds. <laughs> it sounds like we all need some boom boom. Need some of that. We need some more boom boom in our lives. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's a trend I've noticed among the kids lately, Shauna. Yeah. I've seen it outside the junior high school in my neighborhood. Okay. And it's young guys who are dressing really country. Oh, interesting. Because when we were growing up, you remember back to when you were young, you had the different groups who kind of all had the same style. You had the skater kids and the goths and the preps. And now there are a bunch of young guys who are pretending to be redneck. Interesting. Okay. They all look the same. And that's why it stood out to me because I was like, huh, those guys all look the same. And I've got the uniform down. Trucker hat, Morgan Wallen mullet, pit viper sunglasses. Oh, wow. A Carhartt hoodie. Okay. Tight jeans. And those square-toed cowboy boots. Interesting. Some of them are clearly trying to throw a mustache in there as well, but it's junior high, so that's not going real well. Nope. Little dirt stash going on. Yeah. Mm. And at first I wondered if maybe these were rural kids who come into the school, who come into the city for school. 
But I don't think so for a couple of reasons. First, if you, I mean, if you lived rurally and you wanted to go to school in the city, we're not the closest junior high to the outskirts, right? To the acreages and the farms around the city. That's not. It wouldn't be this this junior high school. Okay. Uh, and there are groups of them, so it would be unlikely that all of these kids would would come from rural right. communities into the city to go to this one junior high school. Hmm. I've also seen them getting on the city bus at the end of the day, so they're going somewhere within the city. So I don't think these are rural kids. I think these are suburban kids who are cosplaying as farm kids. Wow, okay. I think it's just their style. Yeah. All right. It's a new thing. It is a new thing. New group of kids coming up, growing up. And it's funny because there's this false stereotype about Calgary. People who have never been here before think everybody wears cowboy hats here and cowboy boots all the time, not just during Stampede. Uh, Obviously, we don't do that. Mm. But we do have teenagers who are pretending to be country right now. Wow. And I'm on to them. I'm, I'm, you are astute over there. You are. <laughs> thank you for yeah, passing this get, knowledge along. Now we me. know. Yeah. And Shauna podcast. Some of us at the station yesterday got chatting about some of those fancy private schools that are around. Yeah. There's a few of them around Calgary. Hey? There are quite a few. Um, if money was no object, Beckler, would you send your kids to one of those private schools? That is a tough question. That's a good question. And uh, it's not a problem that I have because they're all like out of our price range. Because mm-hmm. some but, of them are thirty, forty thousand dollars a year yeah. for kids to go to those schools. But yeah, I got thinking. I don't know a ton about them, and but I'm like, is it worth it? Is it worth thirty or forty thousand dollars a year to put your kids in one of those private schools? Like, is it that much better? That's a good question. Um, I mean, we didn't really have those where I grew up, so I don't know many people that went through that type of education. Yeah. Um, but it does like, it seems like there are some major advantages just in terms of like classroom size Mm -hmm. and the programs that are available to those students. Yeah. And I think even the connections that you would make at a school like that would be, you know, a big part of the reason why you might go. Yeah. Because, and I've heard rumblings of, of things here and there about those schools. Like I I think someone was telling me that the hockey team like gets flown out to tournaments. There's things like (laughs) that, that are just a, a lot different than what the average person would experience. So, and I mean, I guess, like, are the teachers that much more well-trained? And in that case, like, I suppose it would be worth it. I get, and on the other hand, like, if money is no object, I guess if you don't put your kids in that school, it kind of seems silly. Well, I, I've, I've asked myself this question, like, would, what kind of, if I, if, if I had the choice of everything, what kind of education would I prefer for my kids? Mm-hmm. And I used to say that I think no matter how much money we had, I would want our kids to go to a public school just because I think it's, I think it's important to, to grow up with people from all walks of life. Yep. Right. From people from, that's it. You get all a lot different more diversity levels. in public schools. Yep. Yeah. People from different parts of the world and mm-hmm. people with different abilities. I think that's all very important. But I mean, when you consider how swamped a lot of public school teachers are, like I take myself, for instance, when I was young, I loved school Yes. and I was really good at it. And I remember being so bored with the pace that we were moving at in class to the point that I just stopped caring. Yeah. And I wonder, had I gone to a public, a private school where there were more resources available, more, you know, teacher wasn't, didn't have 32 kids in a class and could push you along, would I have turned out different? I don't know. I know. But... It's a big question, right? And that's the thing. Like, I went to a public school, and I I appreciate that I went to a public school because, as you said, it was nice to be uh, in a, a school with such a variety of, mm-hmm. of different people. But you're right. Like, if you were to have gone to a certain private school, what opportunities would present themselves that you 
didn't get as a public yeah. school student. And like I said, even from the connections that you would make, yeah. like growing up, my friends were mostly middle class, right? They, their parents were, you know, middle class people. They were all kind of made probably the same amount of money. But if you went to a school where all your friends, their parents own companies and yeah. stuff like, yeah, there would be doors open to you mm -hmm. that aren't open to somebody who, you know, grows up like most people. Yeah. So it would be interesting to know if you do have, uh, you know, if money is no object, how many people do choose to still put their kids in a public school versus private? Be very curious. Did you, did you go to school with any very wealthy people? Not that I can think of off the top of my head, no. I mean, I'm sure there are people who are more affluent than others, obviously, yeah. but yeah, not not overly wealthy that I can recall. I went to school with a few, a few people that probably would have been able to afford those schools if they had wanted to and if they were available to us. But and their parents are like, not deal with the public school system. Yeah, and most people were kind of the same. Yep. You know, most people were, were, were similar. I mean, we've so. talked about my high school before. That was a little rougher, though. Like, that was public school, but even on a lower scale. I would uh, guess the average private school has fewer knife fights than your school did, Shauna. Probably a few fewer <laughs> knife fights. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We got a message from front of the show, Panda Cat, who said private schools in Brampton probably have a lot of sword fights. Kids bringing their great-grandparents' rapiers to school. I say, have at thee. <laughs> It's very true. Yeah, the night fights in private schools are very fierce. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of that going. Um, I think we... I think a few teachers got defensive listening to that break, Shauna, um, saying that it's not that private school teachers are better. It's just that they have more prep time and more manageable class sizes. And Right. Yeah, and I... Absolutely. Right. It's a it's it's a matter of like resources available. It's not a matter of like the quality of teacher or the education they've received. And that's what I I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, that's what I was kind of saying. I was like, there's no way that the teachers would be better quality, quote unquote. Or that's kind of what I was getting at by asking that question. Because I was like, is, how could they be right? Like, but yeah, it makes sense. Anybody's going to do a better job if you have 10 kids versus 30. Yeah. More time to focus on each kid individually. And again, more prep time. That would be huge. So. More help for any students that have special needs. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Totally. Right? Um, and then we got into, um, you know, the question of why can't we just fund public schools to be up to that quality? And it's like, well, that's, that would cost a whole lot more. It would. I mean, these private schools, like we said, are twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a student. Yeah. Like, well, the governments are going to have to come up with a ton of money if that's the quality, if that's the, you know, the quality of buildings and education that we're providing. Yeah. And I know, like, although it does seem like the... The amount of money that are going to schools is just less than it was when we were growing up, even, right? Because that's the problem with constantly expanding class sizes. Like, even going from 25 to 35 now seems standard. So it's like, could we bring that back down a little bit? But it doesn't make sense because the tax base, the taxpayer base should expand too. I know. That's what is so odd. But that is a thing, right? Like, you keep hearing about more and more students mm -hmm. in each class. It's like, why is that a thing? I think also when it comes to the quality of like the facilities themselves and some of the equipment in the facilities, it seems like in the public system, buildings are great when they first open. Mm -hmm. Like we just had that new high school that opened in Northwest Calgary that's like beautiful, yeah. state of the art. And then it's like they kind of get neglected over the years and there, totally. isn't, the, there isn't the budget to maintain them and to maintain the equipment in the schools. And no. And then you end up with, like, it's your school where you had the overhead projector with, with swears swear carved. words carved into it that they <laughs> used. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers trying to have a serious conversation, just 
swear words. Let's and... all be mature. Okay, we can all see the swears up there. Let's... Okay, we can see the wiener. We all get a good laugh out about the wiener that is carved oh, into this man, thing. Okay, funny. moving on. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Lindsay, mentioned uh, that Calgary has the option of charter schools. Yeah, and I didn't really know what that meant. She said most are run similar to a private school, but they don't have the cost. They have specialized learning environments, single gender, outdoor, science-based. I think we, uh, a good friend of the show, I think her son was going to uh, like an all-boys school. Right, yep. I think through this this program. Yep. Um, and that's, is this where, like, the forest schools and stuff yes. are, too? Yeah. Yes, and Lindsay said they're hard to get into because of the demand, but they're an amazing option if you can't afford private school. Cool. And, you know, I think about, like, my oldest son, Bo. I think he would thrive in outdoor school. Yeah. Because he is never happier than if, he, if we're hiking or camping or, like, he's just... It's his favorite place to be. That's awesome. So maybe I should look into that. Yeah. See if see if he's interested in doing a year of outdoor school. He might be hesitant to leave his friends, but perhaps. What but an experience! That like, would be great, especially at that age when totally. you're, you know, you have all that energy to not have to sit in the classroom for a whole yeah. a whole school year. Totally. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll take a look. I'll take a look. And if you're thinking about building a house, you should take a look at Shane Homes, who offer affordable customization. Uh, they build paired homes. With next level noise proofing, so you don't even, I mean, you're living in a duplex, but you wouldn't know because you don't hear anything coming from the other side of the house. And they do something called the yell test. We tried one of these we did. yell it's tests. crazy. Made a video of it. You can find these online, but yep. you can stand on one, one side of the duplex and scream at the top of your lungs and nobody will hear you on the other side. Maybe you could affordably customize a forest room. Imagine having a little jungle room in your house. That would be fun. You ever seen those? Solarium? Yeah, or like. I've seen the odd house that has like um, it's almost like a courtyard open to the inside of the house, and then there's like trees or even like a like a kind of outdoor shower in there. Or... That would be badass. Oh man, mm-hmm. so cool. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. podcast. So my kids, Bo and Brigham, they bought themselves fitness trackers because McKenna and I are obsessed with our Fitbits, right? And we compare stats every night, and mm-hmm. we're. Always keeping an eye on that. And I guess they've been watching us and they wanted to get in on it. So okay. they bought these fitness trackers and they arrived in the mail. And on their first full day of wearing them, they wanted to see how many steps they could get in a day. And I've always been curious because, like, you know, they're kids. They go pretty hard. Yep. They play hard, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder how many steps they would get if they had a fitness tracker on. Well, Bo ended up with 25,000 and Brigham had 40,000. Holy hell. 40,000 steps in a day. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. They were doing like, I think they were trying to run it up because by the end of the night, they were doing laps of the house like zombies. Like they were so tired and just like still walking around the house trying to get steps in. Uh, that's pretty funny. But I've never hit 40,000 steps. Mm, no, I think I've come close though. Have you? I was going to ask you what it yeah. what, like what were, I know you wear a smartwatch too. Mm-hmm. What was your biggest day of activity the, ever? I th- there's a few times where the, the problem is sometimes my watch will die before the end of the day. Um, but I find the big days are there's some snowboarding days I've had that are really, really big days because um, I'll wake I'll wake up and I'll like work out in the morning. So mm-hmm. I'll get some steps then. And then sometimes I'll go snowboarding for a full day. And I've been on some trips where then we'll do that. And then we'll go and like wander around town at night mm-hmm. and then get back and all that. Yeah. Like thirty seven thousand. I think I've been to. Wow. Before. Um, on, I was going to guess like if, it, if it wasn't like a trip you were on or something because yeah. you, you do a lot in a day when you're totally. traveling somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think another big day was when we were at, uh, we went to Disney World or whatever oh, last yeah. time because you just, you're walking all day yeah. from sunup to sundown. That'd be a so, big one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and would that be the same in terms of like 
the most calories you've ever burned in a day? Like your hardest physical day ever? No, the snowboarding day is definitely more because the walking is one thing, right? Yeah. But it's definitely the like, yeah, some days where I work out in the morning and then snowboard all day. And th- those are big calorie days. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I went on a, some of my biggest hikes have been like 35, 36,000 steps. That'd be my max. Yeah. And I've had like a couple 6,000 plus calorie days on those as well. Yeah. Um, so those were grueling, but I think the hardest physical day I ever had, I was when I was a teenager, uh, the family, a family friend hired me to do some landscaping in his backyard. Yeah. And, uh, he, like I was just moving rocks with a wheelbarrow all day. And I think that's like the most tired I've ever been physically. Yeah. We did a shovel work is very tiring. There was a 12 hour fundraiser we did at school once Mm -hmm. and it was, we walked around the track for 12 hours straight. And so I was doing for the first long while I was doing like I'd run and then I'd walk oh, and yeah. I'd run and then I'd walk and I did that for I think six hours and then stayed on my feet for 12. Wow. Uh, that was a big day. Yeah. Do you have any idea how far you went on that day? No idea. No, I didn't have did, a finish yeah, track. We didn't have those. No, no. Be curious to know what you, what distance you traveled. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of other people were like swapping out and you were allowed to because it yeah. was just a fundraiser you could do it. And I was like, ah, I want to see if I can do the full 12. So I did. Uh, next day I couldn't walk though because <laughs> I didn't wear good shoes. Uh, and for a good chunk of the day I was wearing flip flops because I'm an idiot. Yeah, so that's a real good idea. Next, yeah, <laughs> You I, see a lot of uh, marathon runners in flip-flops. I damaged my feet <laughs> permanently. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I follow the Saskatoon Blades on social media, mm-hmm. uh, which of course the WHL team out there, uh, and they just posted this call made by their play-by-play guy, which I think it's Les Lazarus. I was going to ask, is it Les Lazarus? Les, it's Les. I used to work with Les Lazarus. Did you? So I, yeah, because I worked at the station that carried the Blades game, so I know Les. Yeah, I yeah. got to uh, meet him a few times when my boyfriend worked for the Blades, but um, they posted this this call that Les made recently, and my God, does he get cranked. Just have a little listen to this. With Minton and Suzdalev. Minton wheels away from a couple. In on Matthew Ward. By him! In a goal! Scores! Winner, winner, chicken dinner! Fraser Minton! An incredible end-to-end rush! He deked up three guys, and then deeks up Reed Dick! And the Saskatoon Blades in their third game in three nights against the team that had eight days off defeat the Whoa. Broncos by a final score Whoa. of three to two. Peace out, Billy. Peace out, Charlie Horse. Take that. <laughs> he was still going at the end there, wasn't he? <laughs> Just one more. Behind their net, Saunderson. The so he comes right back down. But oh my, that was. That oh, was a man. lot. That like, was great. That kept going. I was just like, I was curious because, of course, we don't often hear uh, announcers get that cranked when it comes to hockey. Like, normally you hear that with the soccer goal, right? And that's insane. And yeah. that's, the, the, you always get those clips going viral. But for hockey, you rarely hear a guy that goes, that was 35 seconds of him just. Wow. Intensely screaming. I thought he was going to pass out at the end there. Was that an, it must have been an OT winner, was it? It was, yeah. Okay. And he was beat red by the end. They actually have a camera on him, too. And I was like, what is your... Do you like that kind of call for hockey? Do I? Yeah. Oh, I like excitement. Okay. Absolutely. Because I, I I, know sometimes people are can go either way on that. They think maybe this is too excited. Yeah, I like when guys bring passion to it, for yeah. sure. Uh, although uh. I think maybe sparingly, right? <laughs> because if every single yeah. goal was like this, then maybe you'd get a little bit old. But. That's a big OT winner for a team that's doing pretty well. <laughs> I mean, he he's called their, their games for years, and they he had has, some yeah. bad years, so yeah. he's probably pretty excited this year. Um, pretty excited? I think... <laughs> 
I think he's a little more than pretty. Okay. Good point. He sounded. Uh, he, he sounded. He was almost passing out. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. So I guess my brother was digging around in the basement at his workplace, and he found this newspaper from 1939. Oh, fun! It was uh, an issue of the Free Press, Prairie Farmer, Winnipeg, August 30th, 1939. Uh, and my dad sent me some of these stories from in here, and I thought I could share these with you because it's fairly interesting. Totally. So I guess, first of all, you could get a yearly subscription for a dollar or two years for a dollar fifty. And the ironic thing about that is there are lots of newspapers now that are offering super cheap online subscriptions like that. Yeah. It'd be like your first, you know, 16 weeks are a dollar just to try to entice people to support their journalism again. Right. So we've seen that come full circle. Um, but here are some of the stories that stood out to me. So think about what was happening in the world in 1939. First of all, uh, in southwestern Saskatchewan, the harvest was so good that they saw a spike in marriage license requests. Hilarious. Because the crops had been bad before that. Um, Great Depression and all. Yeah. And people were putting off getting married because they didn't have any extra money. That's really funny. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it totally does. Like, if your crop's bad, you're not going to choose that year to get married, probably. Nope, nope. You don't have the money to do that. Nope. Uh, And then there's some foreign news. Uh, It said, Italy has announced they plan on using blind men to listen for raiding airplanes in any future war. I guess it said studies have shown that... um, Blind operators of airplane detection devices had more sensitive hearing and could could pick up these planes from further out. It makes sense. Now, Italy would join the war, I think the year after that, would join World War II. Right. So I don't know if they ever ended up using those blind men to listen for air raids. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then there was they talked about the, the Summer Olympics, which were going to be in, in Helsinki, Finland the next year, and some of the prices around like taxis and bus fares, two to three cents for a streetcar one cent for a telephone call Jeez. during the Olympics. But check out this one. This is the one that really jumped out at me. We don't even have pennies anymore. No, you don't even, you couldn't even That's pay for that. That's not even a, a type of currency anymore. Yeah. You have to make five calls and give them a nickel. Wow. Um, in France, they were paying cash bonuses to people having children and taxing bachelors and childless couples to pay for the bonuses. Wow. So they clearly needed more people. Yep. In France. Trying to encourage you to have your babies. Which is a a problem that many developed countries are are seeing again. Yeah. But could you imagine if they brought in a law like that today, Shauna? Oh, my Lord. If you got bonused for having kids, and if they... And I'd have to pay for your kids. You'd have to pay. And if they taxed, I think we... uh, That'd be very sad. We might see riots if that Mm -hmm. happened now. Yeah, I don't want to pay for your children. No. Well, you kind of do already. I mean, I guess Through so. your taxes, they yeah. go to the schools and You're stuff, right. even You're though. Right. Yeah. But somebody paid for your education. Yeah. It's- Additionally, though, on top of that, getting an individual tax because you're a bachelor. The bachelor tax. They just take the money right out of your pocket wow. and put it in mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that chap, you're asking. Every, every morning I come here and just give you all the money I have. Here you go. <laughs> The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Have you been sent this article by a few people about uh, your butt? And this it's a CBC article about no, butts. Okay. I haven't seen this. No, I've been sent this several times actually, and it's an article that was just talking about interesting anuses that exist throughout nature. Oh, like in the animal kingdom. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, yep. it, yeah. There's some uh, parts about our butts, and then some about other types of butts. So I just wanted to pass along this information because everybody feels like we should know it. So. Well, it says a lot about us, doesn't it? Sure it sure does, yep. yep. So There's a lot about the quality of this radio program. It really does, yeah. Yeah, I always am flattered when people send me articles about asses. That's good. Uh, so first of all, the warty comb jelly. 
Great name. Mm-hmm. It's this blob. <laughs> it's this weird invertebrate. I could see your warty comb. Blob, jelly. your warty. Yes, right. So this article is going to provide us with many new names for <laughs> for bots for sure. But um, when it needs to expel waste, it conjures an anus to do so. So, so it doesn't have one. It doesn't have one. It's called a transient anus. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get through this seriously. Uh, but this ge- this jelly, this warty jelly, is the only animal known to have a transient. It drops in, stays for a while. So when it needs to go, it its gut fuses with its epidermis and it creates an opening. Wow, and that's alien. And then it expels alien. its weight and then it disappears after it's done. So that's that. Okay, next. What's the, what's the animal called again? The, hold on. I got the warty something. The, the warty comb jelly. Warty comb jelly. I want to see what it looks like. It's a cannibalistic oh, okay. transparent like a, blob. Yeah, like a jellyfish type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, so I know we all wanted to know about that. Then there's a few other things that I'd like okay. to pass along. First of all, uh, dragonfly larvae. They engage their very own jet propulsion using their butts to boost themselves through the water. So dragonfly will use its anus to jet propulse it. That's fun. Through water, so that's, that's, lots of fun. that's lovely as well. Yeah. Uh, the beaded lacewing larvae can clear a room, literally, because it paralyzes nearby termites with a toxic fart. So it actually paralyzes these termites with a fart, and then it eats them, because then they can't move. So It's a bad way to go. That's... It's a real bad way to go, isn't it? <laughs> it just... <laughs> to, get, to get foof paralyzed, and then... <laughs> oh, okay. And then eaten alive. Like, I mean, I've had some bad farts, but that's, that's something else, okay? Uh, and then sea turtles, they hibernate, and they use their bums to absorb oxygen when they're hibernating. So I didn't know that. So they'll go underwater, and they're one of those animals that can kind of just live very, you know, because they can slow themselves yep. right down, and then they just absorb the oxygen through their anus. So, like the oxygen right from the water? Yeah. Kind of like a fish's gills? Exactly. Or? So they breathe through their... Hmm. They're warty comb jellies. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for everybody for sending yeah, thanks for that. information on. Uh, fascinating information. It's just, again, <laughs> disappointing that we're who you think of. when you. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm enlightened. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. This is sort of a quick version of who's to blame, who's to blame, won't you tell us who's to blame. Okay. So you get to make a judgment call on this, Shauna. Uh, we are playing a, a game on the weekend with some friends. What, it's my favorite like party card game. It's called Anomia. I don't know if you've ever played Anomia no, before, so. but it's like a it's like a quick knowledge game. So basically, a category will come up, like um, the name of a famous scientist or a European city, and you and I are racing to try to to name something from that category. Okay. So the category that came up was play, and my friend said hopscotch, and we called shenanigans on that one. We called. We said that that doesn't count, and he was very upset. He said no. Hopscotch is a type of play. Whose side are you on? I would say that that's a type of play. Really? It's a game. It is a game. Because mm-hmm. when we thought play, we thought like death of a salesman. Yep. Romeo and Juliet. Which I I also get that, but I was like, I think that it, either way is correct if it doesn't specify. It did, and all it said on the card was play. Yeah. It just said play. You can't. I don't, I don't think you can fault him for saying hopscotch. Wow. Okay, because yeah. he he dug in and really uh, argued his case. I'd say I I say so. We said we would even accept like a quarterback sneak as a play yep. before hopscotch. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the least strong of the options as to what you could come up with, but I would say that he technically would be correct in saying hopscotch is a type of play. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm siding with him. He's thinking outside the box. I like it. He was thinking outside the box. He's a box outsider. He's not not going in that box. He's outside of it. I said I even count four play. Yeah, well. But hopscotch? No. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I got. I owe this friend an apology. I think you do. He listens to the show, so he's probably driving right now. If you're and listening just like right now, I'm with you. Pumping his fist. I'm vindicated. with you. Outside boxer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you keep thinking that way, okay? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have quite a few friends who've decided to do dry January, Beckler. Mm-hmm. Um, or you don't drink booze for the month of January. Or you don't drink booze for the month of January. Although, I find that every one of them has an exception. So it's dry-ish January, I think is what we should be calling this, because every single person, they will say to me, like, I'm doing dry January. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Uh, One friend, though, said, except for concerts. Okay. And coincidentally, she's now going to a concert a week right now, so it's a little more often than normal. But So that was hers. Uh, And then I met this couple at Lake Louise this weekend, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they're like, yeah, we're doing dry January. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then they looked over at our at our beer because I was having a beer at lunch and uh, then they go and they kind of looked at each other and they're like maybe we should only do dry January when we're in the city <laughs> and then the one guy without even think just walks right back and grabs a couple beers sits them down and then they're like nah we're gonna do dry January but only when we're in the city of Calgary there's always a caveat like that there isn't there is, well yeah. you know I got a little trip planned near the end of the month so I'll probably have a few then mm-hmm. well and, you know it's my friend's birthday yep, so yep. I'll have one then and <laughs> if my team makes the the playoffs, then I'll have a drink then. And, well, and the funniest is another friend then said, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do dry January, except for an eight-ounce glass of wine is okay. I was like, eight-ounce glass of wine, that doesn't count as drinking to you? or it's like booze? Just, no, no, eight ounces don't, that's just, just eight ounces, though. Only one eight-ounce glass of wine, that doesn't count as drinking. I saw one video, it may have even been sent to me by a friend of the show, where this guy had a whole scheme worked out where he would just borrow days from later in the year. Oh, perfect. And okay. consider those to be January. So he's like, right. well, this Friday isn't January. Uh, the t- this Tuesday in March is now January. So I'm just oh. going to pretend that I won't drink that day. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of against the spirit of the month, isn't it? Well, yeah. Uh, to be f- to be fair, though, we have a friend who his grandmother lives on the East Coast and she used to be pretty heavy in whiskey. And so when she quit the whiskey, she was like, oh, I don't drink. But beer didn't count. That was his uncle. Oh, his uncle. Excuse me. Sorry. It, yeah. 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 So so beer was not considered because it's not hard liquor. So that doesn't count. Right. So so booze was OK. So that would be also a thing for dry January. Booze, and when it comes to beer, that's he, fine. He used to say, Rod doesn't drink. He hasn't had a drink in 15 years. And Rod would hold up his beer. Here, here. Yep. It's like, that's not drinking. That's Only not drinking. Only hard liquor's no, drinking. No, He's off the whiskey, so that's good. That's East Coast dry January. <laughs> Only beer. podcast. I saw a headline yesterday talking about how Travis Kelsey's Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about NFL football. Shauna, but uh, are they really his Chiefs? No. Wouldn't they probably be considered Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs? Yes. Yes, but everything is not about the Super Bowl anymore. It's about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Right. That okay. is what we're watching. I was on thinking like Super Bowl Sunday. That's yeah. Put some respect on Patrick Mahomes. Like, is he not one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Yeah. Is he not the bigger reason why they do so well? Than a than yeah. a single tight end. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's how football works. I'm starting to think that people who are writing these articles, though, are actually not the sports 
writers, right? It's the other people who just know about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And so that's why we're we're getting this kind of stuff. I didn't note where this headline came from. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was like, I don't know, Rolling Stone or something, which would make sense then yeah. that mm-hmm. they would... F- frame it through the Taylor Swift angle. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy um, what's happening with this game. Yeah, because I mean, you were just telling me that Travis Kelsey was nominated for the People's Choice Award yes. and said himself that he hadn't been playing great. Oh yeah, he was so. furious by it. He was just like, there is no way that I sh- I deserved it. It's just because of his relationship with Taylor Swift. He wow. said that, so yeah. Mm. So to call them Travis Kelsey's Chiefs, yeah, like, that's like referring to all those Stanley Cups won in the 1980s by Charlie Huddy's Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> I'm sure Charlie Huddy chipped in a little, but that wasn't the big reason they were so strong. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.